Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Now, if you missed the beginning of the story, stop here, go back to episode one and listen from the beginning because the story builds upon chapter to chapter, um, character to character, idea to idea. So if you're picking up here, you might miss some important themes and things that we really need to understand in order to really follow along with the story. So today we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 6, and this part of the story is after the Garden of Eden and after mankind has been banished from the garden to protect us from eating from the tree of life and becoming immortal, um, we've now been pushed out, are living out in the world with the curse in full effect, with sin and all of the stuff that comes along with that, and this is where chapter 6 begins. When human beings began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days should be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward, when the sons of God went and were laid with the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart were only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, And with them, all the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. All right. Now, this piece of scripture can be a real stumbling block for a lot of people. Because see, one of the things we fail to realize and we fail to see is just how bad wickedness, evil, and sin really are. You see, we have a tendency as humanity to make excuses and to call things that are bad good. In fact, we see that happening around us all the time. But in these days, in this time after the garden and before the flood, what the Bible tells us is not just that things were bad, but that it had become so wicked, not not even just wicked in the hearts of men, but there is apparently some kind of evil breeding and change in God's design and in his plan and DNA and wickedness and evil just happening everywhere. In fact, it says only evil was present all the time. Remember, before um, the fall, when God created things, everything was good. In fact, it was very good. And everything that Adam and Eve did, everything they said, everything they thought, everything they tasted, everything they experienced was only good. But when they ate that fruit that was from the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, suddenly they were given two choices. And at this point in humanity, after all of these generations that are present from um, the fall until chapter 6, only evil is now present. The choice for good is now gone. Evil and self-centeredness and hate and wickedness is so overwhelming, is so prevalent that that's all that humanity is experiencing. And you have to understand that out of an act not of wrath and not of condemnation or judgment, actually 
God sending the flood, if you read the story and really understand the characters and understand an important truth that we're going to discover as the story progresses, that Jesus revealed the Father to us. And the Father is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Jesus is our interpretive lens to understanding the actions, the heart, the mind of the Father, because Jesus and the Father are one. Jesus revealed the Father. I know this is big ideas that we're going to find out from down further in the story, but it's essential to us interpreting this piece of text. Because when I read this, as thinking about this from the lens of a father who created the garden and humanity to have a family, to see that family so hurt, so broken, so wicked, so evil, struggling so deeply with sin and pain and suffering, out of his mercy, he brings the flood and brings the suffering, the pain, the the hurt, the difficulty that mankind has brought upon itself in his mercy he brings it to an end now if we don't rightly understand sin and evil and wickedness we can look at this act and think that god is just uh, lashing out that he's losing his temper that he's become angry and he's just wiping us out for vengeance sake but that's not the case Remember, he has a plan. His plan is to restore humanity into a loving family relationship where we can once again live and dwell together with him in a garden. That's God's plan. But evil, wickedness, sin is now so prevalent that in his mercy, he's going to bring this act one, scene one, to a close by sending a flood. But that's not the end. He is going to spare humanity, a remnant of humanity and of the animal kingdom, and reboot and restart and refresh creation through Noah and through an ark. So as we close out this incredibly challenging, difficult era of humanity, filled with wickedness and filled with evil, the question that lingers, that we'll discover as we progress in the story is with a clean slate, with a second chance, with a fresh start, how will mankind respond and will it be different this time? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you sent your one and only son, Jesus, and that he revealed to us your heart your nature, your mind, your love. Thank you that through Jesus we can see and understand who you are and what you're like. And thank you that you've given us your word so that as we discover the life of Jesus and as we discover you and your heart and your love for us, God, we can actually grow into a relationship with you. Thank you that the Holy Spirit is helping us do this on a daily basis by revealing you through your word and through the life of Jesus. Amen. Amen.